Welcome to a Life of Choice podcast, the podcast that helps you shift and broaden your perspective to get more out of life. I'm your host, Robin McCaig, so let's get started. Welcome back. Today's topic is word usage. So I grew up in a very dysfunctional family, and no one said what they meant or meant what they said. So I grew up very confused and worked really hard at attempting to figure out the world and what people actually meant. And I really had to struggle with understanding a lot of times. So that drove me to learn a lot about psychology, conflict resolution, and a bunch of different areas where I really wanted to know more about how the mind works and how people are in the world. And so one of the things that I learned was that everything is energy. Albert Einstein said, everything in the universe is vibration. So those two words can be used interchangeably, energy and vibration. So think about a low vibration when you're sick. If you have a cold or a flu, you don't have a lot of energy, your mind isn't very clear. And you can compare that to a high vibration. You're with people you love, you have lots of energy, your mind is engaged, and you're happy. So it's all about the attitude and actually tapping into that vibration. Have you seen the movie The Secret? I know it's a bit older now. And they talked a lot about how our words and our thoughts become things. Becoming our reality and manifesting what we want. I met Marie Diamond a few years ago, and she said that there was a lot cut out of the movie. There are a lot of steps in between. And we have to do certain things to actually manifest what we want. It's not quite as simple as the movie made it out to be. But hey, that's Hollywood, right? They have to keep it short and sweet. So for example, if I think, hmm, I'm going to become a millionaire, and I just have that thought and don't do anything with it, then it's not that likely that something's going to happen. It could, but chances are a lot slimmer. Now, if I actually move towards it and create some action steps, it's much more likely to happen. So many people use affirmations, believing that they will create the thing that they want. The thing is, there can be a big gap between where we are and what we say in our affirmation, and our mind can actually take it like even more of a gap. So the mind will be challenged to grasp the difference of what you actually have and what you want. So it may not be believable from where you are. And so there's a process that you can use. You know, you can say you're in the process of or make the affirmation reachable, but just beyond that comfort zone and then increase that over time and see if it comes in faster for you. There's also feeling attached to that and pictures. Our mind loves pictures. So affirmations can be used in a positive way, and there's just a few tweaks in how we can use them. So we need to look at the steps along the way, and one of those big pieces is words. The universe is very concrete, and so if we're vague in what we say or what we want, then we may get something not exactly what we do want because we haven't really spelt it out. 
So an example I like to give is someone who said they wanted an urn. They wanted to earn something around urn. So instead of E-R-N, they received a U-R-N. So they received the urn, but it wasn't exactly what they wanted. So it's like a cosmic joke when we're not receiving what we want. So you can look at how this is playing out in your life and how that relates to words and phrases. So notice what words and phrases that you are saying. Journaling is great to do that and just notice at the end of the day or throughout the day. You can even ask friends. Often we're not even aware of what we're saying. So maybe you constantly say a certain phrase and your friends all know you for it, but you don't even notice it yourself because it's been so much a part of your vocabulary. You may notice that you say words and you're noticing more of that in your environment. It may be something that you don't want, but you're saying it and it's showing up more. So thinking about how we use words, how about losing weight? If I lost my glasses... I want to find them again. It's the same with weight. If I want to lose it, well, maybe it's going to come back again. Instead, I want to reduce my weight. I want to release it. Find a word of what you actually do want. How about Yoda saying, do or do not, there is no try. If you think about trying to lift your arm, are you going to do it? No, you're either going to lift your arm or you're not. There is no try. If you're constantly saying, I'm going to try to do this, is it going to happen? For example, you say to a friend, "Mm, I'll try to be there. In the back of your mind, you're giving yourself an out because maybe you don't want to commit to that or really you want to say no, but you want to spare your friend's feelings and you're not sure how to do it in the moment. So do you want to actually go? Be clear. If you're not sure, you can say, I'll get back to you. I need to make a choice, and you need to take responsibility for your decision. Way back in the 1980s, I worked in a quasi-judicial system, and we had a booklet and were directed to use different languaging. So it was bringing in gender-inclusive language at the time through the government. For example, chairman was simply chair. It was sufficient. We don't have to gender it. Another one is staffing. We are not manning the booth. This one still really irritates me. I still see it all over in print, and there's no reason to be using manning at all. It's in our culture. It's in our mind. The more we continue the behavior, the more we get stuck. How about when you get frustrated and say, oh boy, or oh man, we buy into this, and it's a gendering. I like to use the word gender let me say it again, genderized. We have been genderized in our society to have a male dominant way of thinking. And it's time to change that. And this is one of my pet peeves. And people who know me know that I will correct them if they're saying manning. It's like, we're staffing the booth. Let's work together and staff it. And there's no reason to to particularly use that word or there's other words that come up. So there was research done showing with transgender youth, the more we can use the pronoun that they want, the name they want, the risk of suicide decreases. 
So it's not just a nice to have, it's a need to have. We need to have a more inclusive society and make people feel seen, heard, and accepted. So another area of word usage is around choice. So again, watch what you say. There was an old saying from an actor, the devil made me do it. We're giving responsibility away to someone or something else. We're leaking our energy to others and we're giving away our power. Instead, make a choice of what is it that you do want. I choose to do this or I plan to. Take ownership. Questions your thoughts. Question your thoughts. What's the evidence? Is your inner critic telling you that something is really true or is it just a way of not dealing with something? So sometimes, again, we cannot see it for ourselves. So the more we can have others help us with that and see where we get into those automatic sayings is really beneficial. So again, the journaling and paying attention and even noticing others and what are the phrases that they say all the time. And sometimes that will point us to areas where we might need to look at some of the languaging that we use. So let's be more inclusive. Let's allow people to be more of who they are, use language that serves us, that lifts us up and supports others, and really be more of who we can be and live that life of choice from a place of power, authenticity, and being who we are with the right mindset of bringing in an inclusive language and way of being in the world. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed listening, please rate and recommend the show on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week.